Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Golden Twenties. This week, we have a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, our main kind of theme for this episode is going to be creating your dream home. But before we dive into that, we wanted to, because it is the 2nd of March, we wanted to talk about what our March goals are going to be. So Sadie, do you want to get us started in talking about what your March goals are? For sure. Um, so this is something we thought would be fun, just like reoccurring since we, Tegan and I are both wanting to set goals for ourselves and hold ourselves accountable. So sharing it with the podcast helps us do that and stay committed. And hopefully you guys set goals too for the coming month. So my kind of, okay, my goals are nerdy this month and kind of <laughs> lame. <laughs> so they're probably not going to inspire lives, but that's okay. I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of my goals for the whole year is to get my driver's license. And I want to start on that in the month of March. So I just got the driver's handbook again, feeling like I'm 16 years old. (laughs) And like literally my mom drove me to get the handbook and was like, all right, here you go. And I was like, okay, literally feel like I'm 16 years old coming here with my mom to get this book. But anyways, so I need to do some studying in case anything has changed since when I got my G1 the first time and then also need to get my eyes checked because my eyesight sucks so bad and I'm like no I need new glasses and probably have a what is the word I'm looking for my prescription has probably changed so Mm -hmm. need to get all that sorted out before I start driving again so those are kind of two goals I need to book my test study for my test book my test and get my eyes checked (laughs) (laughs) all on the driving front Then another kind of, I'll leave, I have a few other smaller goals, but um, the main one I want to share with the podcast is I want to start my spring cleaning around my house. Um, So we'll definitely talk, be talking a lot about home um, stuff this episode. So it fits in nicely, but I love using springtime and the whole spring cleaning to do some like really like once a year tasks around my house, I guess. Like I only really go through all my closets, splurge and like donate stuff like once or twice a year. So I'd like to use springtime to do that. And I'll start that in March. And then just like deep cleaning stuff, like just like really, like I said, things I only ever do really once a year, like clean the filter on my vacuum. (laughs) Like, you know, things I don't have to do all the time. I like to do those in March or April. So I'm just gonna add a whole bunch of those sorts of things to a spring cleaning list and then plug away at that over March and April. Nice. Yeah. I also (laughs) had spring cleaning on my list. I feel this is us being adults tag. Yeah. (laughs) It's not very exciting. Well, it's weird because I did, like I moved into the house I'm in last spring And I was packing away a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of my work clothes, because I was like, well, I'll be working from home until whenever. And now they're like still sitting in a box. Oh, yeah. Like, I need to figure this out. We also uh, this weekend just renovated our, I don't even know what the word for it is. It's like a utility closet, I guess, in the basement that has like our heater and filter and water tank and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because we like, For those who don't know, we completely built our basement ourselves. So, like, we had put walls up on it, and we had drywalled and painted, but it didn't have a light yet. So we put in a light this weekend. So now it's, like, a usable space. 
So I need to go through all of my closets and crawl spaces and figure stuff out. But <laughs> that's a March I goal. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those sorts of goals you have to, or those sorts of things, I should say, you have to set as a goal. Otherwise, you don't actually do it. You know, like you continuously mm-hmm. push it off. But if you're like, no, this is something I committed to doing in the month of March, you're way more likely to actually just go and do it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like now that it's like the space is there and waiting, it's a lot more motivational because now it's like, it's ready. I got to use it. Totally. My uh, other goals, I have three other goals, but they're all kind of centered around the same thing as trying to be like physically healthier. So I want to try and eat more veggies and like, I'm not terrible, but I could be better. And a lot of that, I feel like I'm trying to stem it from making healthier choices like getting a salad as the side instead of fries like not overhauling my entire diet but just trying to make healthier choices in the moment uh continuing to exercise more that's kind of been my goal going forward and trying to drink more water I'm trying to drink two liters a day which is just what you're supposed to drink but I'm really really terrible at drinking water so I am trying (laughs) yeah I feel you. Both of those things are reoccurring on my goal list as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm always consciously like trying to strive to drink more water and eat more fruits and vegetables. Like there's been some weeks that have gone by and I'm all of a sudden craving vegetables or fresh fruit. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's because I haven't ate any in a week or two. (laughs) No wonder you're craving this. But yeah, my tip for you, Tag, I started eating a lot of vegetables maybe this is TMI, but started eating a lot of vegetables right around my period because I find I'm always craving like really like junky food right before Mm. my period, but then I always suffer from really bad cramps. So I'm trying to be mindful of what I'm eating. And over the past year, it's been this whole journey. My favorite word to say on this podcast (laughs) is journey, (laughs) but it's been a whole journey of like, how can I manage, you know, better period or whatever? Anyways, a lot of it has to do with diet. Mm -hmm. So I've been eating a lot more vegetables and I always find when it's like vegetables are very pretty to eat and I'm very much an aesthetic person. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe this won't motivate people, but when I have like all my vegetables laid out really nicely, like use one of your charcuterie boards or a cutting Mm -hmm. board and just lay out your vegetables for lunch or I put mine all in a bowl and just like the colors look so nice and I make it like aesthetically pleasing to eat. It motivates me to actually do that rather than just, you know, cook something else out of like a package or, you know, Mm -hmm. a brown food lunch. (laughs) Yeah. I've recently, um, before I have had very like unhealthy eating habits and it's not necessarily like on purpose. I'm just a person who like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I just do not genuinely enjoy eating that much. Like if it was a choice that you didn't have to eat and you would just live, but you didn't eat, (laughs) I would 1000% choose that because I don't find that much enjoyment from eating food. And so I find myself putting off eating, especially if I'm busy working, putting it off, putting it off. And then it gets to be like 3 PM and I'm starving. So I'm just eating whatever's like in front of me because my body's like, you need to eat right now. So I've been working on eating breakfast and lunch instead of just drinking coffee. (laughs) And um, that's good. I have been for the past three weeks. I've been having 
um, at least lunch, sometimes breakfast. And I've now transitioned into having vegetables like as part of my lunch instead of just like ramen or like something quick. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been having so much avocado toast. You wouldn't even oh, believe. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And then same with the water thing. I always find what helps me. First of all, putting lemon in my water always makes me drink more water. I was like a huge juice person. So I feel like I just crave flavor. So mm. switching to water, but putting some flavor in it definitely helps. But also again, going for the aesthetic, like if I drink from a certain water bottle or just, I guess, from a water bottle in general, I'll drink more from than if it was just in a regular glass. Mm, I don't know why, but it seems to help me. And it's easier to measure too. Like you were saying, if you have a certain goal you want to drink per day, it's Mm -hmm. way easier to measure it in a water bottle. Yeah. Well, I have like my uh, water bottle that I bring with me everywhere. And like my doctor was like, you need to drink more water. This is what jump started my mission to more water. Um, and she was like, you need to be drinking, uh, I think she said two liters. And I thought my water bottle was a liter because I'm an idiot and it's not, it's half a liter. So I was drinking one water bottle a day, which is like, I don't know. I should be dead at this point, I think. But she, uh, so I'm up (laughs) to- You don't eat, you don't drink water. I know. So I'm up to two water bottles a day, sometimes three, but I'm trying to bump it up to four because that's literally what my doctor told me to do. But yeah, I'm working on it and I'm trying to do stuff like I'm drinking um, tea. Like if I need an Mm -hmm. afternoon break away from my desk, I'll like go and make a tea and then I'm like, okay, at least I'm, you know, getting fluids in and it's something else, but- that's my goal. Yeah. We support you. Thanks. So good. <laughs> I mean, we've already hinted at the home stuff, so let's just let's Dive just transition right in. right in. Yeah. Yeah. So we are officially one year into living in isolation. And I do think a lot of people, their life at home has completely changed. Like the way uh, you live at home is very different when, at least for me, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was rarely home because I was working and commuting. And so I lived in a really, really small apartment because I basically only had to be there to sleep and sometimes eat. But then I was also surrounded by like (laughs) restaurants where I could go out and eat, you know. Whereas now, and I lived at that same apartment for maybe three months into the pandemic, And it was like a completely changed space because I Mm -hmm. like we didn't have a table because we didn't have room for a table. We had a couch. So I had to like do all of my work from the couch. That was where I ate every meal that I then had to like cook at home, you know, like it was completely different. So I feel like I remember a lot of my friends texting and saying like, I just had to buy a desk because I cannot work from my couch anymore. Yeah. And I've heard people have gotten rashes on their legs from their laptops heating up because they are working from their couch and their laptops just on their lap and stuff. Like, so I feel like there's been a lot of change in people's life around your kind of home space. And how it's maybe prioritized in your life, how maybe it wasn't that important before because you would spend 40 hours a week at a job and then all this other time out with friends and doing whatever, whereas now it's like 
every hour stuck at home exactly that's it and like we need to make the most of our spaces because exactly like you're saying it's not just the place we sleep anymore like it's our home gym our home office Mm -hmm. our like still we have to sleep and it's our at-home restaurant and (laughs) it's everything so I think people are definitely yeah changing how they view their home and it'll be interesting to see how like if people will continue to be more homebodies after this much time at home like already um before the pandemic even hit like I like to spend time at home just because I'm very introverted so spending so much time at work and then you know a few nights a week I'd go out with friends or whatever for dinner but every time I'd come home I was always so happy to be home and just have time to myself to Mm -hmm. you know re-energize But now I'm dying to go out, but I know as soon as I start going out, I'm going to be totally exhausted. Like even just going to work a few days a week, like when we start doing that again, it's probably going to just wipe my energy completely out. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I'm going to be really loving my home for a long time to come. Like this might change me just to be a bigger homebody than I already was. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like in general, it's made people um, appreciate their home more than before where for like a lot of people it was just like yeah whatever that's my house is who cares yeah whereas now it's like a very special place and it's people are realizing that it can be a way to express yourself and you can kind of shape it to be exactly how you want it totally and I think when you live in or spend so much time in a space that is inspiring and like what you want it to be, it has such a impact on you, you know, like, I don't even know how to explain it. But just when I come home and I see all the stuff that I've like bought and then like curated into my house, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, feel so proud of myself. And then also just like, so happy and content knowing this is where I live and this place is my own. And well, not really my own. I don't own it, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like my own space with my own stuff. And there's just no better feeling than that at all. Yeah. I love the word like curated when you're talking about home, because I feel like this is something that's kind of been on my mind since like the rise of like the life changing magic of tidying up. I remember reading okay, that yeah. in like 2016. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously a pretty extreme example of minimalism where mm-hmm. She's like, you only need, she said something like she only owns five books or something crazy. But the concept that everything in your home is specifically picked by you and is special, that's the part of minimalism I like. And it's that you're not surrounded by random stuff that you're keeping just because you have it. Um, Now, obviously, like, I think it has to be said that that's also coming from a place of privilege where obviously a lot of people have to collect stuff because they're worried. They don't want to repurchase things because they need to save their money. And obviously that makes sense. And minimalism kind of ignores that aspect. But I think that if you take the time when you're purchasing new things to bring into your home and thinking, is this exactly right for me? Is this what sparks joy for me and will really make my home my happy place? That's what kind of justifies the purchase. And then if you have a home that's literally just surrounding you with these things that you love and handpicked, that's what makes it really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. And I will say, like, I don't know if I should, like, go into my whole 
quarantine renovations story, but like for those who don't know me IRL, um, (laughs) (laughs) in March, my parents were kind of toying with the idea of buying a property in Toronto kind of as an investment, thinking that when they were going to retire, they would move to Toronto potentially. And prices were going up and they were like, maybe we should just buy a place right now. Additionally, my brother was going to school in Toronto and they were paying his rent. So they were like, we're already paying almost a mortgage payment to someone random. We could just have a property. He could pay us whatever rent he could. And then we're just basically paying into ourselves as an investment. So this started this whole journey right at the beginning. It was like we were first seeing houses when people were talking about COVID, but we didn't think it was in Canada yet. Right. And then by the time we actually signed the papers on this house, it was like we were in shutdown, lockdown. Full on lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And so they found a house that they really liked in Etobicoke, which for non-Toronto people is like a little suburb. I think it's technically part of Toronto, but it's like a little suburb on the outside of downtown. And it was perfect for not only my brother to live in, but for also myself and my then fiance. So we kind of talked about it and they were like, if you guys want to come help us renovate, you can also live there, pay the same amount of rent as you were paying in your condo, except then it's Which was money. the super small space. Yes. Yeah, that you were talking yeah, it was about. a junior yeah. one bedroom. Uh, so we had a bedroom, but it didn't have walls or a door. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, heck yeah, that sounds great. Because uh, this house that we were in, I believe was considered, I want to say a three bedroom, two bathroom. We've now made it four or five bedrooms, I think, if you count living rooms. So... Um, We went to see this house. Our real estate agent wouldn't come inside because of how bad the house smelt. There were no pictures of it online. Oh, my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. She was like, I have terrible asthma. I can't come in. It smelled like smoke, mainly. The guy uh, answered the door, and he still had a cigarette in his mouth. We were like, (laughs) hello, we're here to see the house. (laughs) But we could kind of see the potential in the house, and we're like, okay, this... Looks interesting. And then we went to see a house across the street, which in my neighborhood, every single house is the same. They were all built in the same era and are the exact same layout. So we went to see this house across the street that had been flipped really badly. So obviously someone who came in who didn't really know what they were doing and were just trying to make a quick buck. And it was selling for something like $1.3 million. We're like, oh, okay. So we're seeing the potential here of what can be done. Um, so we like did a couple more viewings of this house. We brought in an inspector, like all the standard things you do when you're buying a house and decided to go for it. So we ended up buying this house for 830 K, which seems like a lot of money, a lot of money, but in Toronto, not so much. (laughs) I think the (laughs) average price of a detached house in Toronto is 1.4 million or something so it's well below that and then we could kind of see the potential of the house across the street that had been renovated going for so much more and that would be if we sold the day after let alone you know housing costs are always going up and up and up in Toronto because it's a crazy place here um and so then we did all of our renovations ourselves, which obviously saved us a lot of money. I think our renovations cost around 50K, 
which included all new appliances. So that's also a lot of money. But I think if we didn't have us doing them, it probably would have been mm-hmm. at least double that. So totally. Yeah. It's, you know, something I wanted to bring up because I feel like a lot of DIY stuff seems kind of unattainable for people, but is so much more cost effective. I don't think it's near as difficult as maybe people think besides doing like electrical or something. My dad's an electrician, so he did yeah. that. I, you should probably not do your own electrical unless you want to <laughs> electrocute yourself and die. So, but. Oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. That is so crazy. Like prices and whatnot. Obviously we come from small towns. So those sorts of prices are just like way beyond us. And then even like your parents, like they probably didn't not buy their house for that much or like we'll sell Mm -hmm. their like small town house for that much so it's just so crazy to think of but it's awesome and like you said for you guys it makes so much sense because you and Tyrell live upstairs and you have so much space and um you know especially during working from home the two of you and then Duncan in the basement like it works so awesome for you guys and you guys Mm -hmm. have turned it into such a cute space like I love coming over it's so cozy (laughs) and it's just so cute I love yeah, it so and we could make it exactly how we wanted it. Like any idea, there were exactly. obviously some ideas that we were like, we're going to do this. And then we were like, okay, that was way too crazy. We're not going to do that. But for the most yeah. part, the things we wanted to do, we could do, or we could say, okay, sometime in the future, we're going to do that. Yeah. And so that's what's sure. kind of nice compared to obviously when you're renting, you can't like be tearing down walls and doing all this crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff like we were. But yeah. I do think there's still some stuff you can do to kind of elevate your rental apartment. Totally. Yeah. And I think, um, so I am just renting right now. I do have a very spacious apartment. I've lived here for going on five years now. And when I first moved in, I had two roommates and then one by one, they all like moved on and (laughs) I'm never leaving. <laughs> my Since I moved in five years ago, my rent is actually really great for the amount of space I have. So I'm just hanging out here. But tag to your point, since my, or my last roommate moved out um, just over a year ago now, um, I've really taken it into my hands to be like, okay, no, I'm going to make this space my own since I don't have any intentions on moving out anytime soon, knock mm-hmm. on wood. And that's exactly what I did was like got new light fixtures. So that's a super easy way to make things your own. And honestly, light fixtures are not that expensive. I Mm -hmm. had no idea that actually the bulbs for my light, because there's like, I'm looking at it right now. I think there's 12 bulbs in it and they're all the Edison bulbs. The light bulbs cost more than the actual fixture. Yeah. (laughs) So be cautious (laughs) of that when I'm suggesting to change up your lighting fixtures. But even like that was a huge, um, like, change in my dining room and I want to get a different light for my kitchen but also I've been thinking about painting a wall in my dining room um obviously you need to like check your lease and whatnot if you're renting but I know a lot of places will let you paint as long as you paint it back before you move out so mm. I probably should have painted when I moved in had I known I would have been here for five years but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you know living with two roommates we would all have to agree on the paint color and all have to agree on the light fixtures so yeah that's why I waited until I was on my own but there's a lot of things you can do to make your rental space your own um without having to tear down walls like you were saying <laughs> yeah and I feel like as long as you kind of know how to do simple home 
DIY. If you're changing things, as long as you know how to change them back, you're all good. Totally. Like we, yeah. uh, at our condo, we wanted to wall mount our TV, which like is a whole big thing, a huge bracket that goes in the wall. So we learned how to patch holes so that when we moved out, we could just patch the wall and it was all good to go. You know? Yeah. No harm, no For foul. sure. Yeah. 100%. I think that's a good idea. And like, honestly, so my dad, I feel like Tag, we're actually really set. Your dad's an electrician. My dad's a general <laughs> contractor. <so> yeah. <laughs> I just like kind of grew up. I'm not super handy. My, I think my sisters are maybe a little handier than I am, but I do feel like I intuitively have those skills. I just need to tap into them from time to time, <laughs> but it is much easier. And there's so many like resources online. Mm-hmm. Like, and like you were saying, things are really not that hard. Like if you just actually spend time researching what you need to do when you actually go to do it, it's pretty easy to figure out regardless yeah. of what you're doing. And honestly, guys, I'm on Pinterest all the time <laughs> and Pinterest, I'm usually just like saving inspiration for like rooms and stuff, mm-hmm. but like use it as like a DIY or how to like resource center because every pin links out to a blog or, you know, an external site. So generally those pins link through to full step-by-step guides or full YouTube videos. And it just makes it so easy to learn how to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many just like little things that seem crazy but are so so easy like say switching out the hardware on your kitchen cabinets oh my gosh that's That's, a good one yeah that seems like such a huge job and it completely transforms a room but literally you just need a screwdriver and of course the hardware (laughs) and then you save the old hardware for when you move out you switch it all back but it's like if you need a something quick that you want to kind of transform your room and that especially I know a lot of like condo kitchens have the plain white Ikea kitchens this is something that you can do to make your kitchen a little more personalized to your style yeah that's such a good idea I forgot all about that actually Mm -hmm. my like cupboards I can't change I think it's like part of the door or whatever right but I would definitely do that if I could Right now I'm wanting to switch the handles on my dresser or either handles or like knobs. I don't know what I want yet, but yeah, that is definitely on my radar for my next home DIY project. Yeah, it's something easy, you know, but it also feels like you're like getting stuff done. Like there's nothing better. Yeah, and like you said, just, yeah, and making it your own, you Mm -hmm. know, like even if you didn't pick out the cupboards, at least you can pick out the handles and knobs that go on them. So yeah. Yeah. I also feel like this kind of goes hand in hand with, so let's say you can't do that much to your apartment or you don't feel comfortable painting or whatever it is. You can also be customizing like the pieces that you have in your apartment, especially if Mm -hmm. you're trying to stay on like the cheaper side, you don't have a lot of money to spend on new furniture or whatever. This is the perfect chance for you to be finding like vintage furniture, furniture that's been like put at the side of the road and trying to work on your DIY skills to kind of transform them to be exactly how you want. Because I find when you're trying to fill your house with stuff that's so perfect and so loved by you, you kind of get stalled a lot of times because nothing's quite right. So the easiest thing a lot of times is getting something that's almost there and then DIYing it in like the final steps. That's so true. And I find like wooden things especially are so easy to 
become what you want or to match your space. Like going back to that dresser when I got it, it's painted white. I got it off Facebook Marketplace and I was Mm -hmm. looking for something that had a lot of like character and I wanted some sort of like hand carving element to it. Right. I was obviously inspired by these like million dollar ones at Anthropology. I did (laughs) not quite find that, but I found this. It still has like some carvings on the uh, drawers. So anyways, when I got it, it was painted white, but I think there's going to be a way, at least my dad tells me there's a way for us to get the paint off, like strip it, Mm -hmm. sand it. And then obviously it's wood. You can see in the drawers what that wood looks like and it'll match the other wooden pieces, you know, in my house, like my dining table and, you know, just that more like woody warm feeling that I'm going for versus that stark white, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I did a project last fall, I think, where I, uh, my parents were getting rid of my like childhood table that was actually like gifted to them. So I think it's from like around the eighties say. And so I took the table because I didn't want to buy a table because money. Uh, so I took the table and then I did what you were saying. I got paint stripper, stripped it and then sanded and then stained it with kind of the color of my choice. And it was a project that I think took maybe three days just to allow like the paint stripper to work, the stainer to like sit for a long time. And then I sealed it too, but it's like stuff like that. So easy, especially I see so much real wood furniture, just like on the side of the road that I don't have space for it now, but I'm like, I want to take all of this furniture and redo it. Yeah, for sure. And I love what you said about taking your parents' like furniture that they're Mm -hmm. getting rid of or offering to you. I think especially, you know, in your 20s, that's a lot of the time where your first big furniture comes from is parents are like, okay, you take this and we're going to get a new couch now because we're adults who can afford it and you're just starting out. So here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I have chairs actually from my parents that they didn't want anymore or they just let me take I don't know and then I got them uh like reupholstered is that the right word yeah so different fabric on them but again it's you know taking something that was mom and dad's but even if you don't want it to just be like oh you know like I don't want it just to be a hand-me-down or it's the same chair I've had since I was you know five years old sitting Mm -hmm. in the living room I don't want to bring that into my new grown-up apartment (laughs) then yeah there's so many things you can do like we're saying the wooden stuff or just like reupholster your chairs or whatever furniture and take that furniture because, you know, you're not going to just, just because you're moving into your first apartment or your first house or, you know, you're growing up doesn't mean that all of a sudden somebody just drops a couch off in your house and it's your dream couch and it's just there for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, these things are so expensive that it's not just going to happen overnight. So take what you can and just like start collecting and buying pieces, you know, over the years, it's, your dream house is going to be there forming before your eyes before you know it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I do think it like it takes time to find pieces that are perfect. So I feel like if you have something in mind, but you can't quite find it yet, I feel like it's worth it to kind of wait it out with the understanding that like as soon as you move into your new place, it's not going to be perfect like mm-hmm. the first weekend you're there or say you're trying to redo exactly. your apartment in one weekend, like having the understanding that if you're waiting for the perfect pieces for you, it's going to take 
time. So like there was stuff, uh, we really wanted a record player and it took us a couple months to find one that we really loved. And now like it's a big statement piece in our house. Same with yeah. we were waiting for a bar cart and literally I think it was almost a year of us searching before I finally found one I liked. So I think taking the time and having the understanding that to fill your house with pieces that are like perfect for you, it just takes time. Totally. And yeah. you need to save money for them mm-hmm. too, right? Like that's a big thing. And I'm a super impulsive shopper. So <laughs> my couch, it was very much like I saw it in HomeSense and I was like, okay, great. I'm going to buy it. But then I was, you know, kind of in debt for a couple months paying it off, chipping at right. it on my credit card. And I was in a financial position to do so, but you know, like you have to think that through too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like especially, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but we like to kind of use a lot of vintage pieces just because it's easier financially and it's better for the environment. Uh, But then to find nice vintage pieces, you have to wait it out and kind of be searching on Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, like Instagram, all over to kind of find the perfect things that you want. I just bought a mirror off Instagram inspired by anthropology. Ooh. But it was only $120, <laughs> so that's oh, a lot better that's amazing. than, however, I think it's like $600 at Anthropology, that like big gold mirror that everyone's obsessed with. So. Yeah, yeah. That's like, so awesome. Yeah. yeah, and those, I love the idea of vintage shopping, especially for homewares that, or housewares that are more expensive. Um, even clothes, actually. Mm-hmm. But Tag, you know, I really struggle with thrift shopping. I think, well, <laughs> right now, obviously everybody does because stores are closed, but right. I just don't really have the patience to, especially clothes, like look through every single, mm-hmm. you know, rack and every single piece of clothing. But home vintage shopping, I actually haven't gone, but I'm really loving this like emergence of Instagram shops that are happening Yeah, right now. there's so and, many. Yeah, and... I'm going to say the word curated again, but basically they're all like doing that, like searching for you that I'm not good at and Mm -hmm. don't have the patience for in the stores. And they might be also retouching things up. So, you know, fixing broken chairs to make them like more functional, whatever it is, and then reselling them to people like that is a kind of vintage shopping I like to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's so many. My friend, actually, I'm going to give her a little shout out right here right now. Um, She started one over COVID. I think she just launched last August. It's Good Day Vintage on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she's killing it right now. I've bought a few things from her. Like I bought actually my office chair. That was probably my biggest piece from her and like an actual piece of furniture. But it literally matches. I knew I wanted an office chair, but I didn't like really know what I wanted. And again, like you're saying, Tag, it just kind of took time because I was like looking, but didn't know. And then I saw this chair and I was like, wow, this is perfect. Like it matches my space perfectly. So I measured it out and sure enough, she drops it off too, which was awesome Mm. since I don't have a chair. I mean, sorry, (laughs) don't have a car. Um, I swear I'm awake guys. I swear. (laughs) But anyways, um, so I got that from her. I got a magazine rack. Like she has some more decor stuff. Mm-hmm. I got a lamp from her, like so much good stuff and so much more reasonably priced than if I were to buy the stuff from, like you're saying, like anthropology or yeah. even home sense. Like mm-hmm. the chair I got is way more, or way more, <laughs> it's way cheaper. I don't want to say the word cheaper, but it's 
you know, less money than what I'd see in HomeSense. Yeah, and if, like with it being vintage, it's probably better made. Totally. And I'm supporting my friend's side hustle business. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, guys. Everybody wins here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm currently on the hunt for, um, I've got three things. I've been searching for vintage Playboy magazines for like two years because I want them in my bathroom. Because I feel like that would be like the best bathroom reading, like Playboy (laughs) magazines from the 60s and 70s, even just to see like the advertisements in them. So that's yeah. my number one. This is for if such... she's listening, she can DM me and be like, girl, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. This is such a Tegan vibe. Like, oh yeah. Not, <laughs> not saying you're a huge like Playboy person, but just like seeing that in your house. Yeah. I'd just be like, this is such a cool. I just feel like that would be good bathroom. Bathroom reading. And I want a velvet <laughs> painting, preferably of Elvis, but I feel like those are really expensive. So if anything, and I have like a couple shops on Instagram who sometimes get velvet paintings, but none of them have been like quite the right vibe. So I'm on Mm. the hunt. And then I want a table lighter for in my um, living room to light my candles because I have like matchbooks and stuff, but I just want like a statement piece lighter like they used to have when people were like smoking cigarettes inside, but... I'm on the hunt. Amazing. I have a few. I didn't even know that was a thing until I started following my friend's account. And then all of a sudden they started just popping up all over the place. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I feel like it's blown up. I feel like I could do that. I love yeah. searching through, uh, like I check Facebook marketplace every day because I'm a psycho. <laughs> and uh, But that's why your house is so nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like, I find pieces, like I found this like hand blown green glass punch bowl from the 70s and I think I paid $20 for it and it has like 20 little cups like it's so cute it looks like you could buy it now but it's got that kind of like touch of retro and it's like hand-blown glass like crazy wow yeah but then it like it's like where would you ever buy a punch bowl with glasses for $20 exactly nowhere and now I'm getting this piece that's like well-made and vintage and matches my vibe exactly Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's what it's all about the hunt yeah all right guys (laughs) our golden 20s vintage (laughs) vintage shop coming soon yeah Tegan's getting the goods and Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man um outside of like vintage stuff where do you like to buy your home stuff Teg um I do love winners I th- this all stems from me being so cheap that the thought of buying anything at full price will like kill me. So okay. I love yeah. winners. I will also say too, that there are a lot of pieces that you probably see in people's houses on Instagram or whatever that I do think are solely wedding registry pieces, like really Ooh. fancy, like casserole dishes or like KitchenAid mixers and stuff. And so I feel right. like, This is just a PSA to people out in the world who are like, how do these people have like this nice stuff in their private? And it's probably a wedding gift if they're married. That's actually so true. Yeah. All the KitchenAid mixers, 100% wedding gift, like right there. Yeah. There's like those um, like super fancy like Dutch ovens and stuff that are like $600. Like it's like no person's just buying that for themselves. Those are all wedding gifts, but. 100%. Oh yeah. My, or like couple Christmas gifts, you know, like mm-hmm. if my parents will give my sister and her boyfriend a gift together, then, you know, it's for two people so they can yeah. go on like one more 
bigger expensive gift for like holidays or whatever. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But yeah, so I do shop at Winners. Um, i trying to think where else. Like a lot of, you know, Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It kind of depends what you're looking for. Like I feel like for certain stuff, especially say like glassware, you could even have a lot of luck looking at like Goodwill. True. Yeah. Yeah. Depends kind of what you're looking for. But yeah, I feel like sure. the more research you do, the like better deals you can find. Like I've also bought stuff from like Structube. My couch was from Structube because I'm like too scared to get used couches in Toronto because I don't want to bring bed bugs <laughs> yeah. into my house. But Ew. oh god, no. Yeah. Yeah. So. Honestly, I love Structube. Mm-hmm. Like actually, I'm trying to think I Put, oh, my light fixtures are from Structube. And then I also got a side table from them for like beside my bed. Um, my table is my sister and her boyfriend made it, primarily her boyfriend, but it's very similar to one they sell at Structube. Like oh. I was about to buy that one and he was like, hey, I can make that for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I asked him. I don't think he offered. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was modeled after one from Structube. Yeah. Um, I love Structube. Another store I love. So as we established, I'm not really a vintage person, even though I want to move in that direction. So mm-hmm. I do buy a lot of stuff new. I love Winners and HomeSense as well, but I really love shopping at Simon's for their home stuff. And I feel people in Toronto especially maybe aren't super familiar with Simon's since I think there's only one location. I I think it's at Square One. I might have made that up. But anyways, it's a Quebec um, retailer and like department stores. They have everything. But I love their home stuff. And I buy like a lot of little things. And it's usually just browsing the website. I don't even know what I'm going to buy or I'm not looking for anything specific. (laughs) But I like bought a whole new, like pretty much my entire main bathroom is outfitted from Simon's. Like the shower curtain, even the rings that hold my shower curtain. Mm -hmm. I have a little tray there. I want to get, this I haven't got yet, but like a reusable or not reusable, but a soap dispenser that I can like refill, I guess Mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking for. So it's all Simon's, even they have like really good home organization, like baskets and stuff. So I buy a lot of stuff from Simon's Mm. and another one I'm on the hunt right now for cute throw pillows for my couch. I just cannot find anything. I love Mm. Tegan saw me buy like two pillows, I don't know when that was. Maybe I've actually been with you multiple times as you've bought pillows. I remember (laughs) at Nordstrom's once you bought pillows. Yeah. And then we were at H&M once and you bought pillows. Yes. And I bring them home. I put them on my couch and I'm like, nope, that's not it. (laughs) But I think like the last time, like that Nordstrom pillow, it actually worked out in my office. So I'm like, okay, at least it's being used. Yeah. But I'm looking also for just like shams because as you're saying, I've acquired so many pillows. (laughs) Now I just need to find the right shams for it. Right. But anyways, Simon's has cute pillows as well. Mm. Highly, highly recommend. And they ship free pretty much. Like I think it's, um, or at least a lot of free shipping um promotions and stuff so ordering online is not intimidating at all but Mm. also another one that I heard is really easy to shop from online but I haven't actually done it yet is Zara Home I know people like are kind of hit or miss with Zara first of all Zara has a lot of anthro knockoffs which 
I used to work at anthropology, so I'm like, no, I'd rather just buy the real thing from anthro, <laughs> <laughs> support it from the source. But if you're ever looking for like the knobs, for instance, like, right. and you don't want to pay um, what you pay at anthro, they usually are much cheaper at Zara Home. But Zara Home has a lot of really like cute stuff for a pretty reasonable price. Mm-hmm. So I've heard H and M too, but I've never oh, yeah. bought anything from there because every time I see like say like an influencer posting like this vase is back in stock, I go and look and it's like sold out. Like I feel right. like it's very uh hot. Like things yeah. go quickly at H and M but So true. And then obviously we already talked about anthro. I do have a soft spot in my heart for anthropology and I know they're expensive but like dishes especially you just can't find things that are that nice like at winners for instance like I have mugs that are my favorite mugs and I have matching bowls to them and I've never seen anything like them before you know so I bought them at anthro (laughs) and a lot of this home stuff I will also say that a lot of the stuff that I have from anthro I got while I was working there and mm-hmm. had a discount. So that is kind of the truth on that. But I will still definitely buy little home stuff from Anthro. Definitely none of the big expensive furniture and whatever, <laughs> but the little, at least not yet, maybe yeah. one day <laughs> when I make more money. But right now it's just the small dishes and stuff. Oh, I feel like anthropology makes very good gifts especially if people are having like a housewarming or something because it's like nice stuff that's gonna last but like that they wouldn't necessarily buy themselves you know exactly that was exactly what I was just gonna say is if you're buying it for yourself just buy like you know things once every now and and again you know and eventually you're gonna be like wow look at all these really cute mugs or whatever I've acquired and they're all from anthro you feel fancy (laughs) but that's the other thing is if you're not buying for yourself a great place to shop for um like housewarming Mm -hmm. gifts or just like any kind of gift birthday gifts whatever um definitely shop at anthro and even like their tea towels are so nice but they're like $18 for a tea towel are you gonna buy that for yourself no, but if you buy it for someone as a housewarming gift, they're going to be like, oh, this is so cute. And like, it is cute. Yeah. <laughs> but you just can't justify that for yourself. <laughs> no, Man. I love Anthro too. I haven't bought that much from there. Mostly gifts, but. Yeah, for sure. And also like Urban Outfitters, honestly, their mm-hmm. home stuff is along the same lines as Anthro. It is more like younger, I guess. Yeah. Like you're not going to get like elegant, pretty stuff there. But if you're going for the boho vibes, like mm-hmm. Urban Outfitters, you just can't go wrong with that in their home stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And then the last one on my list, sorry, I have a million lists because, or a million <laughs> stores on my list because I'm literally always shopping these stores. <laughs> Indigo. And oh, yeah. Indigo has kind of fallen off the, like my radar for home stuff the past few months just because I haven't found anything really great there lately. But mm-hmm. um, when you're shopping online, like they do have a lot of online only stuff and a lot of like random furniture type pieces like I got a little like it's a black iron mug tree from there oh, like right. what that came from indigo <laughs> but it was just like random stuff but they do have a lot of cute stuff so yeah I so does that. the bay the bay yeah, actually true. carries a lot of anthro stuff because I'm not sure like shopping online anthro how it works but 
Um, You can buy a lot of it from the Bay and then it's like in Canadian prices and oftentimes it's free shipping too, which is nice. Yeah, that's actually a really good hack, especially... See, my thing is I always forget about the Bay because it just overwhelms <laughs> me to think about. Yeah. But probably shopping online where you can like filter down what you're looking for would make it way easier. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. They have a lot yeah. of cute stuff. Like even just like some of their Kate Spade stuff that's not like over the top is just really nice, cute pieces to have in your house. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Okay. Well, Tag, do you want to leave our listeners with some like tips and advice for creating their own dream space? Sure. Um, I'll say the like one of the first things I did when we were kind of thinking about renovating our house was I went onto Pinterest and came up with like the words I wanted to describe our house and the color scheme. So we found like I, literally a color scheme. I think our colors were like white, tan, green, and maybe like baby pink. And we wanted words like modern, boho, mid-century modern, and maximalism. And so then we could literally like type in those keywords and come up with inspiration. And then you can get as specific as you want or whatever. So if we were only looking for things, say, in the dining room, we could be like modern, boho, green dining room. And it's literally all the inspiration you could ever need and then so I think once you start kind of coming up with what your style is and the colors and fabrics and say there's any statement pieces that you really want you can kind of start building from there and that kind of keeps the pieces top of your mind too so if you're coming across vintage things you know exactly which pieces you're looking for and how they will fit in and if it matches your color scheme and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that so much. And I do the exact same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm on Pinterest all the time. So my whole (laughs) life is on there. (laughs) Home being one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like, I don't think I necessarily knew what words describe my style, Mm -hmm. even though I love watching, you know, like the home shows with my mom or flipping through her home magazines. Like I wouldn't know if I'm a mid-century modern or like modern farmhouse kind of gal, but looking at what I was saving on Pinterest helped me realize what I actually liked because yeah. I would just save stuff as I came across it, you know, just like search home, home inspiration or, you know, like dream house or whatever. And then I'd save it all to my home and house board, mm-hmm. home and house, house and home board. And I would just scroll through that board and realize there were so many things that were similar in those pictures. And I'd be like, okay, I must like this kind of style, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than just being like intuitively knowing what it was. It was just finding similarities between the pins that I was saving. Yeah. And I feel like Pinterest does a great job of like leading you towards more similar stuff. 100%. So you pin the stuff and then it's like, you want to see more of this boho stuff, check it out. And you're like, oh, okay. So Pinterest thinks I like boho. I probably do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And I love what you said to tag about um, choosing your colors and you know, like the finishes or materials in your house. Mm -hmm. I think that was a huge thing for me um, was just realizing like my apartment is very white. So white walls and then very light, like vinyl woody looking floor. Mm -hmm. 
So for me, I was like, okay, I need to warm this space up. And that's why I really took on like wood furniture and like wooden pieces because I find that's like a lot more warm and cozy. But then I try to put little hints of wood in every room. So now I have like wooden shelves hung on the walls. I have my wooden table. I have a wooden frame around my mirror, wooden cutting boards on display in my kitchen, you know, Mm -hmm. like tying that into every room or multiple times in the same room that was like helpful for me and I feel it really like elevated my space and made me feel and look a little more put together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like metals is another good one. Like, so in my space, like I said, it's very white base and then I've added in wood and also black, like hints of black, like that mug tree I was talking about, my light Mm -hmm. fixtures are black. Also like metals. So tag, I think of your house and you have like Actually, you might have some mixed metals happening, but I have trying to go for like um, hints of gold here and there. If it's like picture frames or just, Mm -hmm. you know, little things sitting on my side table. But then again, just trying to be conscious of what it is and all those materials and how they come together and look nice together. Yeah, like we um, mostly try to go for gold and Another thing that we always try to think about is when we're buying pieces of furniture is we like the look of like skinny mid-century modern legs. So like Mm -hmm. uh, our couch has like little wooden legs with little gold toppers on the end. So does our side table. And I feel like if you're kind of picking up on like the little elements of that, so you know, you see a picture on Pinterest and you're like, I can't recreate this crazy picture that was in a magazine because it would cost me a million dollars. But if you pick out those elements, like I like that the couch is gray and I like that the couch has those little legs and I like that there are hints of gold and that the cushions are velvet. And then you kind of apply those broader themes to your house. That's what can kind of elevate it. Totally. Yeah. So good. I love that. Yeah. And I think too, like when you're saying velvet and, you know, just even talking about that couch, I felt instantly warm and cozy inside. (laughs) (laughs) So that's another thing, especially if you're renting and you are limited with what you can do in your space and just make, find a way to make it very homey still, you know, Mm -hmm. especially since we're spending so much time here, actually invest in your home. And I think a great way to do that is by making it cozy with, um, like you're saying, pillows. And we know <laughs> we won't go back to me talking about throw pillows. It's <laughs> apparently I'm very picky on that. But also like laying down rugs and, you know, just like warming up the space mm-hmm. and making it a space you want to actually spend a lot of time in and space that is calming and relaxing for you to unwind in after your work day or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, okay, I have to say this one last time. And I feel this maybe brings it full circle as I talk about (laughs) curating again. (laughs) And maybe this is just my, I don't know, OCD from working at Anthropology kicking in. But I love when things feel purposefully put somewhere and it looks curated and it looks, you know, pretty but purposeful. So that's something I've started to do recently. Um, It's just like group things in like, groups of three. So now at my um, kitchen sink, it used to be just my dish soap sitting there where now it's like, I have my dish soap, I have a hand soap, and then I have a little ring dish sitting there, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just looks again, a little bit more elevated and put together, I guess. And it's just like this little tiny corner of my sink. But every time I look at it, it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. And same thing in like my bedside table, you know, like grouping things together in a way that's 
like I'm saying, purposeful, but also just maybe bringing a whole bunch of different pieces together that maybe wouldn't go together, but the fact you've placed them there, you know, it just looks nice. I don't know. And just looks polished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, like I was saying how, if you really love the pieces that you're bringing into your house, you're taking the time to think about those items. You should also take that same amount of time to think about where they should be in your house and make sure that that's a location that you love. Like you're not just buying these pieces and being like, okay, that's where they're going to be. You're putting the same amount of effort into kind of styling them as you are into buying them. And I feel like something like super quick that we haven't even touched on yet um, that I feel like can really elevate a space and make it seem like, you're putting a lot of like time and effort into making your home feel nice as plants because they are so perfect to go in little corners where like you're not really sure what to do. I have like five different corners in my house where I have just like huge plants because they're a statement piece, but they also like clean your air and you get to take care of them and it just elevates your house, I think. Totally. For sure. Yeah. I think plants is a big one. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm still like new to the plants, but it's, I have more plants in my house now than I ever have. And it just makes me feel so good. Plus it just looks so much better. Yeah. Like it looks purposeful, but I feel like plants are kind of cheap depending on what plant you're getting. Um, And they can be an investment. Like a lot of my plants sprout little plant babies and then you can kind of put them into new planters and spread them around. Like I feel like there's something um, that can really elevate a home. Totally. Yeah. And I think about like how versatile two plants are. Like Mm -hmm. you can just set it in a planter, you know, like you said, in a corner of your home that you need something there or you can like merchandise it kind of and style it into a bookshelf or onto a floating shelf on your wall and then again just using that shelf space or a bookshelf to make it rather than just like stacking your books up like lay some down and stack them that way or stand some up and you know put a plant on one corner of your shelf rather than books just going from end to end Mm -hmm. on every shelf like obviously your home needs to be functional and store all your shit but at the same time make things look nice and try to keep things simple so you feel better inside (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like kind of what your like theme for the year has been about kind of like stepping up your life and living the best version of yourself like you deserve to have a nice house you deserve to have a house that's curated for you um and it's just little changes that you can do that can just make waking up in your home even nicer yeah oh tag that was so nice yeah (laughs) I love that okay so good guys that right there is why I keep tagging around yeah so inspirational I talk for an hour and you're like yeah okay okay and then I come in with my nugget of inspiration (laughs) right at the end and all the listeners are like man I'm so glad we hung in here for this whole episode to hear that that was so good Amazing. (laughs) So should we leave it there then? I think so. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're Tegan and Sadie. (laughs) We do this podcast every Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, between Tuesdays, follow us on social media. We are Mm -hmm. most actively on Instagram at our golden twenties, trying to get some TikTok stuff (laughs) happening. So follow along and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.